Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, the podcast about myths and history. I am Brian Taylor Marshall, your host, taking my notes, and I'm looking at Cammy, my permanent guest. Hey, Cammy. Hi. What's going on? I, I, I was hoping you'd say co-host this time. Maybe one day. <laughs> Not much. Uh, I think we've got a pretty interesting topic today. Yeah, no Peter today, just the just the duo of dynamics. Um this was one that was your idea, though, correct? It was, but I got the idea because of a video game you're playing. Right, yes. So Death Stranding came out a little while ago, and I remember it, you've seen the trailer a hundred times mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. And uh, holy, I mean, it's done by Hideo Kojima, who's already like made a name for himself in so many ways uh, as being super creative. Um, and in the game, you, it references it in the trailers really prominently, these floating humans. And that's what our topic is today. It's, uh, essentially it's unidentified flying humanoids, which is, you know, UFO, but with UFH. Correct. So, um, and I like that, that, that chain of inspiration, um, came there for you because it, and it's really, I, I didn't, I'm almost done with the game and I didn't. Actually, I didn't initially see the connection because in the game, um, and I'll try, I'll try not be like spoilery. I don't think this is really in that territory. But in the game, the the, the humanoids, what looks like the flying humanoids, they don't really act like that in the game, really. Um, in a lot of ways. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because they're in the trailers. It's right. It's very ominous. Yeah. It, it, I. There are a lot of moments though. So they they do. It, when we were looking at news articles and things like that, and the pictures that they saw in Mexico and Texas, um, it was—it's this little black ominous figurine that's like floating in the sky. Yeah, you see the legs, the arms. Right. It's—it's it's definitely like a yeah, like a shadow human exactly. And so yeah, there there definitely is that. And what those so like in Death Stranding, those are called um, BTs, which is short for beached things. Okay. Um, which there, if you've seen the trailers, they, they'll show a beach with a bunch of dead marine life, um, which is a part of another phenomenon, an actual phenomenon of a bunch of things sure. washing ashore dead. I think it's like crabs specifically that do. I mean, I mean be... whales. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so they uh, these they're they're sort of like zombies actually. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah. Then this is like super early. This is like in the game. So please don't be upset if I if you, uh, if you feel like I spoiled you. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they essentially are zombies. They inhibit your progress in the game, um, or they try to they try to like get you, and you've got to be sneaky um, around them. Um, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's that's their function. That's what they are. And I I would not be surprised if the flying humanoid idea is what helped Kojima come up with them, especially how they look. Because um, there's there's some really cool the game heavily draws and relies on egyptian mythology okay like by by a whole lot in fact i remember from i think it was one of our halloween episodes that we did in october right the um, mummies. on the mummies yeah and we talked about it a little bit and i think it's like the the raw or the ha and the raw um <laughs> the ha and the ka of like uh when you die um preserving your body all, all these ideas they're they're heavily used in Death Stranding. Um, there's a couple other mythologies that are referenced as well, um, but that is like 
the the one of the main motivators in the story for it, and so it's really cool. So, but if Kyle, my girlfriend, she played Death Stranding, and she's like not she's not a Metal Gear fan. She probably would never play Metal Gear. Death Stranding plays a lot like the newest Metal Gear in, okay. in the way it's a really accessible third person game. But I would highly recommend it. Oh my god, it's just so good. Like the story, the the gameplay, like it's it's really fun. Um, and there's this cool thing. Uh, but so so flying humanoids. I'll, sure. I'll, Thank you for listening to our podcast about um, Death Stranding. The Death Stranding podcast, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a hundred of those right, right now. <laughs> we, Jim and Toe, talk about... Jim and Toe? Talk about Death Stranding. What do you think about it, Toe? I don't know, I don't Jim. Know, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> There's flying humanoids. Um, so I... I but, but, so when I started looking into the humanoids, I didn't realize that this was a thing. Uh, as it is. I mean, UFOs are UFOs. I didn't realize that the flying humanoid was its own like major subset. Subset, yeah. yeah. Of the, yeah. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I got my sources from mysteriousuniverse.org, the bizarre flying humanoids of Mexico. And there was also an article uh, on the online version of the San Antonio Current, Holy Humanoid Batman reports of flying beings over South Texas. So <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, and that was by Ken Guard. But all right, so there's basically mo- a lot of this is in Mexico. There is some obviously in Texas because of the San Antonio Current mm-hmm. has an article. But the more recent stuff is in Mexico, and so we'll start with a story of a police officer, uh, Leonardo Salmoniego. Um, he was, he was a police officer in Monterey, Mexico, and he was looking for a robbery suspect when he saw something hovering above him. He stopped his car to kind of get a better look and he saw a woman and his lights were like on her. So I guess his headlights or whatever were on her. So she, he said she closed her ink black eyes. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. And she was wearing a hat that was sort of tied to her clothing so it was almost like a hood and it had these ties that came down to her clothing and she glided down with her arms outstretched so i imagine like isn't there a scene in like every movie when somebody floats down paragliding yeah yeah. um so leonardo called for backup immediately (laughs) and the, the creature did not seem human when she gets to the ground i i do not know why they're gendering this thing as a female because he, he never described a whole lot so i i actually blurb from that article okay it's i don't know if you're gonna if you're building up to it but it, i i believe it's because it's because it in in quotes resembled a witch is what he said eventually okay um so i don't know if this is this is almost like exactly the same story but i have a different name um huh. for it um but anyway yeah the so and I, when I talk about it a little bit, a lot of especially in Mexico, this is really tied into witch folklore. There's like, the name for it. Well, the, the flying witches is is another name for the flying humanoids in Mexico. Yeah, they call them flying witches. Lechuzas, lechuzas. Okay. I think that's right. That's what I have written. Yeah, lechuzas, Mexican witches that transform into owls or eagles. So I think that's where the she comes from the, okay yeah yeah i was a, i was super confused because at no point did why he... would a guy with black eye sockets be paragliding he would just be at home chilling can he jeez okay not being a humanoid <laughs> he would be trying to stop norman reedus from delivering his baby okay 
Okay. That's a Death that Stranding. Was not, yeah. Th- yeah. That's For people Stranding. that do not play video games. Trying to explain the plot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that toe? Yeah, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so when she gets to the ground, she moves towards him. And he described her as never actually touching the ground. But he begins to back up his car. When he reaches the end of the street, he's kind of like looking behind him, you know, because he's backing up. And just all of a sudden, she makes impact (laughs) with the car. And whatever happened to him, he fell unconscious And that was found, uh, or he was found by his backup and awoken. And apparently someone saw the creature actually hit him three times. Oh. Right. In 19, uh, this, this is going to the Texas thing. In 1953 in Houston, it was one woman and her neighbors were kind of sitting on their front porch drinking lemonade, whatever. And they see a moth-like creature. It alighted in a tree. I know this is going. And he looked to be almost like a paratrooper. He was dressed like that. And That's had not where I thought it was going. Bat-like <laughs> wings, right? There was a sudden loud noise and a flash of light and the creature was gone. In fact, more accurately, the glow the creature was emitting flashed and then faded out. And it disappeared. And there have been other sightings in Corpus Christi, and I think it was like the 70s, and in Rio Grande City, there were sightings of a bird man, as they called it, mm. that would hang out on the roof of like a local bar. So there's just like, <laughs> yeah, just several. <laughs> bird man, come on down, please. No. <laughs> I'm too drunk. Yeah, I'm not as cool as Mothman. <laughs> um, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I so I have. I, I Mex. It, it's really weird how it has stuck around Mexico, Texas, that area in general. Um, I I have that pretty much that story as well. Um, one other story that that I have that was really great was in 2017. The Chicago Reader wrote an article talking about how there was a, been a record number of flying humanoid sightings over Chicago this year, and um, it it pretty much falls in line with what we talked about. And they actually even specifically mention that's Lechuzas, mm-hmm. the Mexican witches thing. I don't know why they're in Chicago, right? Um, but yeah, and they specifically transformed to owls or eagles. Um, but the most recent sightings had been closely resembled large black bats between six and eight feet tall with a wingspan of about 12 feet. Now, I don't know if fox bats are around there, but that's like a fox bat if I ever heard one. Or Christian Bale's thought, Batman. Aren't fox bats in like... Yeah. They're, they're like in Asia, I think. New Zealand? Or? I think my dad saw one in Japan once. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Could be in New Zealand, though. Same place, right? Japan, New Zealand. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's cool how it varies. There, I looked into. There isn't a lot of academia behind this and in, in research because it's kind of silly. Um, no, um, <laughs> the there are a few things though. Um, there was a great article on ex ex dot com that talks about this, and it's not it's not a great article. I'm really sorry, um, <laughs> but it, it it basically kind of talks about. There's a there's a precedence of this in our 
our psyches. Uh, religion, obviously, angels, demons. The Jersey Devil, Mothmen are mentioned, and I, I think of the Jersey Devil especially. That was a we did a, we just did an episode recently on that, so please listen to it. It was pretty fun, and that that's a really cool one because it's it may be rooted in in an in indigenous American myth. Um, it may be just sort of a Quaker. It, I, the the piece that I brought up, the academia sure. that, that tried to explain it, remember it talked about how it could have been uh, basically the the local hubbub of shunning this family and making up BS, you know. And then a couple of newspapers ran it, and then over time it just kind of shot Napoleon's up. Napoleon's brother got involved. That mother effort. <laughs> Joe, right? Joseph, <laughs> go back to Portugal or whatever wherever your kingdom is. <laughs> um, Portugal. Sicily, Italy, yeah, it Sicily, Manila. Even like, it was like specifically Maui, Sicily. Um, yeah, we don't know where he, it was. Yeah, where he was. wherever. <laughs> um, but he's in the backyard trying to shoot freaking Jersey Devil. So yeah, Moth- Mothman comes up too. Um, so there, there is this. I mean, and and you know, UFO is a pretty nondescript term. UFH. I mean, this this is a pretty big encompassing. I mean, a UFH a is a UFO. If you're bad at identifying things. So. I. I'm wearing my contacts right now. It's it's going to be like 10 o'clock when I drive home. Everything's a UFO, okay? <laughs> like until I'm about like like six feet away from that exit sign, I don't know if I'm getting home or not. So, um, there, so yeah, there isn't a lot of academia kind of explaining it. There is – so one thing I did find was a cool article um, called – Unidentified flying objects in classical antiquity, because it's not a podcast of mystery if we don't bring ancient Greece into it. Sure. <laughs> so Richard Stothers wrote this um, back in 2007, and it's really cool, actually. I never, I mean, UFOs—they're—they're they're not. <clears throat> excuse me. They, we know that they've you know they've come famous war of the worlds you know there's like that kind of hubbub and that we kind of feel like that's where it starts or at least i you know do like they couldn't exist existed before then but obviously there have and and that's the, the jersey devil is a ufo in some ways to some people it's right, like yeah. oh it's this flying thing and, and whatever so what uh Struthers did in his piece was wrote about references in ancient texts greek and roman um that reference things that we would sort of identify as a ufo or ufh um so and even we've talked about livy we've mentioned livy before in some of our tellings what was that hercules right maybe no that was romulus and remus thank you yeah so um and and livy is actually one that he references um livy mentions men in shining white um were seen that but that that came from the sky um there's a lot of references to fiery globes there's a lot of references to uh um, shields or or arms, as in weapons, um, not just like a floating arm. <laughs> um, shields and arms, like big in the horizon, floating. Um, a ball lightning, specifically, is what uh, people think it might be. What they were seeing as the fiery gloves. It's actually a thing called ball ball lightning. But um, and there was there was a this was kind of weird. There was this substance that was talked about. It was a stringy substance that came from the sky called uh, and they, they would call it like ancient angel hair is what they called it but i don't i don't know what the explanation was it was like for spider it. web or something maybe maybe yeah um and there was also references to uh, there was men in white from livy and then there was also maidens in white that might also be livy too but um there was also maidens in white that were referenced so the 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 humanoids were always like 
it's it's weird because we always see it's always dark, leathery, hard to see today. Back then it was like they were stormtroopers. I mean like they were like super obviously white, like clad, very angelic in in, in what I imagine. That's what Do you they think it was like an interpretation of I mean, did you see so, the Latin at all or still no, I didn't. And that's Stothers, he did a good job of I, I of really putting it together. He he's not sure if there the scene depending on who the writer was, it could be that it was like an eyewitness account. That's what they were written as sometimes, but like okay. I mean God, you know, like etching this thing out on that stone tablet takes forever you can't just like ask farmer joe <laughs> and toe what they're thinking uh, toicus back then but um so it could be it, it definitely probably was definitely probably was when when they were writing these things that they did see these events but then they had time to kind of like stow on or stew in their minds and then bring it out and they were men in shining white when it was just like oh shit there's lightning and it kind of had an <laughs> arm like but i don't know but men in shining white you sure. know sounds a lot better <laughs> i see um, what you're saying now, right okay. right so i i, I think so what stothers were saying was like there these accounts are like reliable to a certain degree but yeah they were probably like fluffed in, in a lot of ways um but they they've uh, 218 BC was their, one of the earliest references in in UFHO slashness um that they there were references so it's That's it's crazy i didn't yeah. know it was that and old i think i think what what i like about this the most is that we greek gods are crazy and they're doing sorts of, all sorts of stuff and even like the the classic academics and philosophers like understood them you know and mm. i i there was there was the tangibility the tangible things that they would talk about like math and science and philosophy but the, but the gods are kind of known in, in in certain ways throughout various times um especially in the bc era but i think it's cool that these were mentioned like that they took their time to mention these things. It's separate from the gods. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I felt like it's it's because it, I mean, it, it's Norse, it would just be Thor, well, right? Yeah, Thor's pissed off or banging or whatever. Um, but they and, and you know they like that. That's the, exactly it. Yeah, they would have. I wonder what their what their cultural kind of like biases how that affects what they see if if some norse dude saw it would they be like oh that's the the maiden is a valkyrie obviously she's picking up like i I think i saw someone in white very far away looked like a woman probably picking up a dead dude from a battlefield um i thought i you know ball of lightning or a shield you know like how why a shield they they specifically would use the word shield when when talking about some of these which is cool too because of the disc shape um, you know, flying right. disc is what they were referenced as. Um, so that that the flying disc was in antiquity, and I don't think that was really talked about in the forties. But yeah, so this there's this constant, or there, there's this per, there's this prominent idea of what we kind of see today. Aside from the shiningness in the white uh, palette, aside from our very dark and you know, there's a lot of evil in what we talk about today. Right. There's a lot of purity yeah yeah i don't they never seemed like they were like i mean maybe a ball of fire was scary (laughs) um but but it never these these never seemed like they were written out of fear they always seemed like they were like oh my god i just saw a shining maiden you know not like oh my god i crap my pants because i saw a man yeah yeah yeah, it's it that's so there's this really interesting contrast i wonder i I just wonder how they think about it yeah or what they what they were thinking about it in that way so the to me, one of the more interesting things about this, I usually have a theory, 
I don't have a theory. I'm not sure. sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's we're 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 sort of you know we talk about a pantheon. We, we when we when we do uh, mystery the podcast myths in history, some of our episodes we're able to sort of say like like Romulus and Ramus. We we. We tell us a fun story. There's a definite myth and a definite history. Yeah, and then I'm able to clearly kind of say, this is what the history is behind it. With Hercules, we were able to find some really cool grounded roots. We can't prove that Hercules is real, but we can prove like how how deep and, and cool the history is. And we, you right. know, in this podcast, we want to just kind of give you like earworms, you know, and, and cool like, oh, like things, things you don't want to Google yourself and read, but you wouldn't mind reading if you did. That's that's what this podcast is in a lot of ways. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so th- this, I think, is like almost like a... Oh, hey, oh, my phone just listened to me say, hey, Google, sorry. Um, <laughs> my, I, I think like, you know, like because UFO is such an umbrella term, with UFH being in that umbrella, um, we're almost talking about the general pantheon. We can, And you can't, you know prove a pantheon it, it it is it is what right. it is and so i, I think we've, we've just sort of scratched the surface we might be able to it, it sucks with flying humanoids there isn't other than, i mean we could put the the jersey devil as one of those you know like yeah mothman exactly. jersey devil yeah so those those are i think how we can go down to batman it and then, <laughs> and then theorize kind of beyond that what we believe and it's cool because like there's that the academic uh explanation to the jersey devil but between this families uh the quakers incident um but it's it's still it's pretty cool and that's i just like seeing the root of the history of it and then some of the religious ties to it so yeah i i mean even when this stuff is explained you Mm -hmm. know there's one guy that theorizes that it's balloons being set up in celebration that's right that are tied together and stuff like that even that like it doesn't make sense that it would be that i just imagine it's Killing like a bunch a, of birds. That and like someone like accidentally put helium in their sex doll. Like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like no. that episode of Six Feet Under. <laughs> I don't know. I don't and know. the girl thought she was seeing angels. Oh, that's I don't yeah. know about that. That's funny. Oh, you should watch it. It's one of the funnier I, I know episodes. That's, yeah, that's fun. That's or, or the funnier deaths. I, that's bad to say, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Um, but yeah, yeah. I. It's funny. The 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 piece. The, the like the articles the news articles I read they also mention like the year 2000 in Mexico and it, it reminds me of Chupacabra like it's like this it's like there's like these isolated outbreaks of I wonder if this... there was like a movie or a cultural yeah. thing that was significant floating sex doll the movie in Mexico yeah <laughs> or when um, did Six Feet Under come out <laughs> yeah I know um, so yeah, yeah I, it's funny there, we don't have like a really good direct I mean I don't think I don't think ancient antiquity was i mean you could mexico the um police officer account i mean he did pass out so you could maybe yeah infer from that oh you know he was imagining things before he passed out oh and i it's funny that you say that too because in the chicago reader piece they they talk about truck drivers who saw them and (laughs) the they quote one of the truck drivers uh, has experienced quote a litany of strange health problems and, then, and a few other people have had a few sleepless nights. Um, and I'm just like, well, yeah, because you're a truck driver. I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just kind of part of the business. But, um, yeah, that, that's exactly, yeah. I, I These isolated incidents, it's, it's interesting how it, I don't know. <laughs> I, what counts is that, especially with drones and God Now, else, yeah. yeah. I mean, then I don't think there, 
or in the Chicago Reader. Yeah, in 2000. At. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely. I mean, 2017. God, in Chicago. I mean, yeah, come you on. would think that's just your sneakers being delivered to you. Yeah, like, or there's weirdos like trying to look in bedroom windows or whatever. True. Lots of those weirdos. So. My flying sex doll floated away. <laughs> I have to do something else now. <laughs> Get the camera toe. Oh boy. Well, I think that about covers it for UFHs. I think it does too. Sorry, we don't have a answer for you or a. But you can go play Death Stranding, and you you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll work through it. <laughs> well, Cammy, thank you for sharing on UFHs. Um, Thank you as well, Brian. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any suggestions, hit us up. Uh, Facebook Mystery with an I-E uh, at gmail.com is our email. And <laughs> I'm Bryant. That's Cammy. We'll see you guys next time.